Welcome back to Aliens Watching Reality TV. I'm Erica. And I'm Josh. And we're your hosts. We are the titular aliens. Um, <laughs> and Here to alienate you. <laughs> hopefully not. Hopefully not alienate. To be the only reality TV podcast that doesn't alienate you. If you are um, true, true. a neurodivergent person like us who has um, different opinions from 90% maybe of the viewing audience. I really mm-hmm. made that number up out of nowhere. But anyway, we're talking about Love is Blind episodes two through six today. Wait, I mean, season six, episodes two through six. Um, Netflix really uh, challenged us by putting up six episodes in one go. Like, don't they realize that that's a lot of work for, you know, people who have podcasts? I know. Oh my god. I I did watch the last four and a half episodes last night and it was <laughs> yeah, it was something cuz there were too many there were minute by minute there were like huge things happening and I was like, "Whoa. I need a little more breaks. I need more breaks in between." Yeah, there is so much that has just- happened and that like you completely change your opinion of these people because the, they show completely different sides of their character from one episode to the next. Yeah, so yeah. It's hard yeah, to talk like, about uh, anybody uh, uh, or anything if you've seen, you know, the next episode already. Yeah, yeah. And I'm and I kind of wanted to do this before we got to seven, eight, nine because I hear that a lot of other things are happening in seven, eight, nine. Yeah, that I'm terrified of getting into, but we will get into them when the time comes. Until then, we are going to talk about two to six. Yeah. How do you feel about it, Erica? I feel uh, amped, hyped, excited. Up. Yeah, um, <laughs> ready to try and transport my brain back into the drama of one week ago, um, when so much drama mm. has happened since. You know. Uh, I know. I know. <laughs> Drama that I'll be experiencing later tonight. <laughs> yeah, because I have watched 7 through 9 already. Um, and then when you started talking about Matthew, I was like, oh my gosh. I, I don't even know if I can care about Matthew anymore. Like, that's... Yeah, that was so long ago, yeah. What a what a blip in my past. Um, but no, I, I can care about him again. Because at the beginning of episode two, we are resolving the um, the cliffhanger of what the fuck is Matthew up to? And is he just um, playing AD and uh, being a big old liar? And the answer is pretty much yeah. Yeah, yeah it seems like Matthew is a big time liar. Um, he's making two people feel special but he doesn't have multiple pickup lines and whatnot so he's basically using the same words and scenarios to try to impress two different women uh but those women can talk to each other behind your back and they both know that they are both dating ad and so uh sorry they're both dating matthew so those two are ad and amber and they decide to chat and uh, 
you know, compared notes and turns out that Matthew has been lying to both of them and telling, saying things to them that have been sort of duplicated, you know? Yeah. Although I do feel like I don't really trust the narrative without having seen the footage of his conversations with Amber, um, personally, yeah. cause they didn't show us any of that. And so I, like my he later admits to multiple things. He later admits to saying several of the things that Amber says that he said. Yeah. Um, the but one like, th- some yeah. of it is just like not that bad. Like honestly, my first thought was that he got he's just like a socially someone with social anxiety who got caught scripting, you know? Where like Yeah. And that is something I think uh, we should have, you know, empathy for and hold space for. But like Matthew in general is not a great person. So it's like, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't necessarily feel the need to give him the benefit of the doubt, but like just mm. uh, the situation, I want, I don't want to like mm. jump to judge that because I feel like other people could get themselves in that, in that situation, you know? Hmm. Yeah, no, I see what you're saying. I'm, I'm totally, I'm feeling you over here. I, um, but AD just, there's a, I just feel like AD picked like the wrongest season to be on the show. Um, the two people that she's interested in are both so much more about themselves than they are about AD. It yeah. just—it's so heartbreaking they're, that they're about themselves, and so. But also, like AD, she, when AD, she knows she picks guys like this, and she's still doing it. So, probably even if she was on a different season, she would find a guy like this because yeah. this is just her her pattern still. So it's Clay. Clay's the guy who wanted to know what she looked like before they got before they went outside, and Clay. When she tells Clay this, Clay literally fucking loses it. Yeah. Over, like, the fact that she's seeing someone else also. Um, to me, and that this she was might a pick him or not. Who knows? Breaker right there. Like, the That's way. a huge like, red flag. Yeah, like, Clay is already yelling at you. He's yelling at you. You don't even know each other yet. He's literally yelling. And yeah. You're crying, and he's yeah. talking mean to you already. Like, that's yeah. such a bad sign. And to me, like, no, no, no more chances after that. That's, that's to me is unacceptable. I don't think you should let people talk to you like that, you know? Yeah. And it, yeah. it did no, make me sad to see AD, like, basically accepting, accepting his narrative and, like, apologizing to him and, like, no, he's being a piece of shit and treating you like crap. Yeah. Yeah, and that was the thing. He, the the thing about people, the thing about humans is that once they know that you have a weakness, the chances of them using that weakness against you goes infinitely higher with time. She knows she's he he's aware that you find comfort in people like him, you know, and he uses it to his maximum advantage. Creates a total scene emotionally like shakes her up and i was just i was really really unhappy something that someone else on the show also attempted on another contestant but they were not having any of it 
They were Ooh. like something similar happened. Uh, we're going to talk about Jessica and Jimmy. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. I just feel like but, this should be, if somebody talks to you like this, um, that's the, that's the end. I feel like, like it doesn't matter if they were upset or what, like what, because they're going to keep talking to you like that. That is not a one-time thing, no matter how much yeah. they apologize. Yeah. And like life is too short to have people talking to you like that. Like hell no, you should not yeah. Yeah. live like that. There was a, and there was, a, there was a, um, and he was like, people knew each other on an, like on the show. The guys knew each other. The girls knew each other. And so when he finds out that she's seeing Matthew, he starts bad mouthing Matthew to her. Like you're like Jesus Christ, you are aware that he, I think he's know, offended he's that like somebody yeah he was like my ego is hurt my ego is hurt yeah like his ego was hurt like I am sorry fuck your ego like AD isn't here to coddle your ego AD is here to find her husband <laughs> like Jesus Christ yeah um, and like you're not but AD a more valuable person than other people like it just. It really reeks yeah. of this idea that you're you're better than other people. Yeah, you know? it's it's toxic toxic max masculinity. It's toxic masculinity. Yeah, he breaks down crying over that simple fact. Versus versus on the other hand, you have Trevor. Also, who when is so sorry when Clay also just explains, about, what yeah. does any of this have to do with me? I was like, what? What? Yeah. Like. And that that is indicative of some kind of fundamental viewpoint that, like, any conversation you have with him should be about him in some way, or he doesn't care and doesn't want to have it. Like, that's wild. Yeah, totally. But, but the fact that Matthew has lied, well, duplicated, basically... Um, Amber just gives up when she finds out that from AD. She's like, fuck this, I'm leaving. She actually she gets up and she leaves. says, um, like, all my all my worst fears are coming true. Slay. And I have heard like several straight people interpreting that as like she wants to go kill him. Like, they don't know what slay means. And <laughs> They thought, yeah, uh, yeah. They thought that was like a threat of violence, and instead, it's just oh my god, a a fun little sarcastic quip. And so, um, AD just can't have it with Matthew, and Matthew tries to pull off like this speech about how America is watching, and he's let people down. So and AD's like, no, this is where it's like, see you later. Any and he just immediately runs into, after Amber. Yeah, any effort I would put into trying to see your side is out the window. Like it's it evaporates. That speech was wild. Um, and so AD dumps him, and we travel back to Jimmy and Chelsea, where nobody knows why they like each other at all. Um, they just, I guess, like each other. I was very, very weirded out by it. Um, and then Jimmy talks to Jessica. But Jimmy's just completely lost. 
Jimmy doesn't know. I don't know what Jimmy wants. Um, I've, yeah, like the fact that Jessica starts to get very antsy about Jimmy, it gets, yeah, Jessica starts getting antsy about Jimmy and it starts to give you kind of, um, whatchamacallit, what is this face? Clay vibes. Um, yeah, I was just thinking that actually, because I think they have yeah. some similar reactions because they also <laughs> have this reaction where like they're kind of outraged that they're being treated this way when they are hot. Um, yeah, yeah. Because that like this hasn't happened to them before. Um, but like, yeah, you should they, not nobody, be on this show. Yeah, they don't know you're hot. <laughs> And you're still like, you're not more important than other people just because you're hot. But there is no, sort of like an entitlement no. of like, if, how dare you yeah, treat me absolutely. this way? Don't you know I'm how dare you? hot? I'm hot. Yeah. You can't do that. I'm fucking hot. You cannot treat me like that. And that's the thing you treat, which is what I want to talk about next. Cause we kind of want to go to Brittany and Kenneth. Um, Kenneth is 25. He's a school principal, which I still cannot believe how somebody at 25 has their shit together enough to be a school freaking principal. Yeah. Um, Although, yeah, because I've been like, oh, 25 year olds on Love is Blind. Like, I'm so sick of that. And then I saw a middle school principal. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that's the yeah, exception. I was like, how? You're you not are, a real, you are you're mature, not a normal 25 year old. <laughs> yeah, no, you're not. And Brittany is 24. Uh, this is an interracial couple. Brittany is white and Kenneth or Ken is African American. Um, and they are very, very Christian. He both identifies of them. as a black man as Brittany with that was something that I really, really <laughs> ticked me off. Thank you for saying that. Like there was a <laughs> they're starting to be built up for us as a couple. And they are this very straight edge couple. They're not going to have sex before a marriage. None of that. They're just going to raise children and like all is going to be hunky dory. And you're like in the background, you're like, oh, okay. Like, <laughs> let's see what happens. He's never dated a white woman before. And yeah, it's, and she's very, very southerly. Or should I say southernly? Um, I mean, were, yeah. were you su- – okay, yeah. Were you surprised by the way she reacted to those questions and stuff or um, – what, what Which did, questions? Like when the topic of race was brought up to her. She had no idea how to talk about it. See, I actually – Yeah, I mean, and we're talking she, about people in North Carolina. I I was actually really surprised – because um, I thought she would, like, get defensive and stuff. And she didn't, which is um, – mm, She didn't. I don't know that I've ever seen, like, a conservative white woman not get defensive when, um, like, race is brought up and, they, and they're, like, directly challenged on it. Like, she's definitely uh, <laughs> really awkward – clunky language like um and you know like there's there's definitely 
learning to be done there. But I, I thought that like she honestly, I just thought she would handle it the way the vast majority of white people handle it, and that would fuck up the relationship. And I was absolutely shocked that like she didn't, um, she didn't get like offended and pissy about it, and like you know, because most white people are like, "What? I'm not racist. In fact, um, yeah. I don't like no. I'm just white, and like you know." Oh my God. This is the least of our problems in this relationship. There's so many other red flags going on. Which is just shocking. <laughs> I, I really, yeah. I have to admit, sorry, Brittany. I thought that your, like, you know, internalized uh, <laughs> and, like, implicit bias would um, ruin the relationship. And, but she clearly, like, has put in effort um and and thought about it and then it turned out i I think ken actually hadn't really thought about it um no i don't think ken had thought about it no because he was like oh wow yeah oh my my friends are gonna make fun of me for having like a white wife yeah he already immediately as he goes back (laughs) we're gonna get to that we're gonna get to that when we get to that um, but let's talk about Jimmy and uh, sorry, not Jimmy. Let's talk about Amy and Johnny. Johnny. Yes. This is not Johnny from season five, Johnny. This is huh? Johnny from season six, Johnny. Oh, not Johnny the girl. Yeah. Um, yeah. Johnny, whose main personality trait seems to be. Just loving everything Amy says. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, loving everything Amy said. They're just like the lovey-dovey, extremely happy couple. Yeah. This season that uh, found each other, like found their the person that they're for, they've been made for. Um, we yeah. get immediately introduced to another couple, not couple, but we get introduced to Jeremy and his <sighs> name is not spelled jeremy like j-e-r-e-m-y it's jer g-e-r-a-m-e-y so jeremy yeah it's offensive um Um, and he's talking to two people he's talking to laura and he's talking to sarah ann laura is a blonde uh tall like she's also one of the Jessica types where she's like, I'm hot. You have to treat me differently. Um, I think she is uh, this season's Micah. Oh my God. Sarah Ann could have been this season's Micah as well, but Sarah Ann, Sarah Ann does something that we were immediately like, Oh, so they start talking about Jeremy is a very neurodivergent um, science guy science engineering guy and what's her face sarah ann and him are talking (laughs) it comes up that sarah ann does not support abortion abortion rights like sarah ann like was maybe storming the capitol on january 6th like yeah yeah i'm there she openly like i am a patriot like she's very 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 conservative um so of course you know 
I think she says something like she leans to the conservative side and then basically lists extreme far right uh, positions. And yeah, I don't think Jeremy is that conservative, but he's just like, yeah, yeah, okay. I think so. so clearly, like, he's okay with somebody having um, really like radical right opinions um as long as he gets to bang i don't know like <laughs> i thought that was uh, yeah it was uh, uh, i don't know come on you should care a, a little bit more than that like do you share those beliefs or not because that's pretty important yeah and so we move on to jessica and jimmy and like there's no wait time to wait it's just like couple after couple after couple Jessica and Jimmy, and this time, as Jimmy is trying to figure out whether he wants to go with Chelsea or with Jessica, Jessica starts showing extreme controlledness, like controllingness. You know what I mean? Like, she's already dictating that once they're married, he's not allowed to, like, look at other people. Like, she has to be, like, the number one thing of his attention. And it's very much Christian it's- purity culture based. It is so, and you know, it doesn't matter who you are, even if you were a Christian purity person, you don't want to have that conversation like that. You know, there's a way to have that conversation, like the way that Kenneth and Brittany had that conversation. Well, I think also she's used to having that conversation in person as a very hot person. person looks at her. And (laughs) like, that's been a big part of the conversation is being really hot while you tell the part, your partner, um, you are only allowed to be horny for me. Um, because that's worse. Because the partner's yeah. like, "Yeah, all right, yeah." Because I'm looking at you right now, and yeah, I mean, obviously you're hot. But <laughs> it doesn't sure. work when he doesn't <laughs> you even know that you're hot. <laughs> yeah, that is so strange. It's so strange that she continues acting like that, but you know, there's no. Yeah, he's not. He can't see you, baby. And he starts to kind of. You kind of feel like that. He can see it. Like he's a little bit frustrated, not like a little slightly frustrated. And she just pushes even more. And like by the end of this, by the time it's over and that we have other talkings, like their relationship has sort of lost their its spark already. She he is just he's already like looking around for other people. Um yeah. yeah I do think that it's person is pretty clear that um he he keeps seeing her longer than he should have um, cuz yeah it seems clear that like she is the only one who assumes that they're getting engaged like it does not seem yeah. realistic at all that he is thinking that and no, no, he's not. while i do think it was really um irresponsible of her to bring up the topic of having a kid so late into um, dating Jimmy. Mm-hmm. At this point, it's on Jimmy where, like, you shouldn't be leading her on this long when you know, like, she yeah. has a kid and it's, like, that big of a deal. And, you know, when she's talking about being a family with you and co-parenting with you and stuff, like, don't let her be talking and thinking about all of that if you know that you don't want that. Yeah, and so the, that that 
both Jessica and Chelsea know that they are seeing Jimmy and they both want to kill each other. But yeah, um, <laughs> Jessica more so than Chelsea. And then so Chelsea has her own Jessica thing going on. Jessica just feels like obviously I'm hotter. And so I think she's a little yeah, offended that was to have thing. to compete with Chelsea. That was the thing. I feel like Chelsea... Chelsea knew that she was competing against somebody that was hotter than her. Jessica knew that she was competing against someone who she was hotter than. And, but Jimmy didn't. Jimmy had no idea. So when this ended, <laughs> we're going to talk about it. But yeah, they they are acting based on that assumption, it seems. Like Chelsea wants Jimmy because Jessica wants Jimmy and Jessica's hot. So it's... yeah pretty likely that Jimmy was also a catch. him more valuable. And it's so it is, then it really shows you how fucking deceptive it is when you're assuming things based on such social cues. Like these social things. When Because clearly Trevor is way hotter than (laughs) than than Jimmy. Um, And when it comes to Jessica and Chelsea, (laughs) Jessica's hotter. But they both make the flip decision. They make the decision um, based on the social stuff, because Chelsea sees Jessica liking him, and she's like, uh, "Maybe I should not like Trevor. Maybe I should instead like Jimmy because he seems to be hot right now." You know, um, and I then Trevor tells her that he if, loves her. If you get something that other people want, then th- that's you know a bigger like that pumps up your ego more. Because you won, yeah. you know, there's a, it's the competition. Um, and yeah, I think if Jessica wanted Trevor, then Chelsea would have wanted Trevor more. Yeah, yeah, this is the point. Up to this point, I've just thought of Chelsea as like a nice person. But when you brought this up, I was like, hmm, interesting. <laughs> but then, yeah, we see more things coming soon. Um but um, Sarah, Jeremy, Laura triangle continues, but it seems like Jeremy's more into Laura. Um, Which can you talk a lot about? Can you see that connection at all? Because no, I, this I was is kind of like, like what? them, huh? This is kind of like remember Shayna and that other the guy that just could not understand why Shayna was like Kyle. trying to run away from it. Kyle and Shayna, yeah. kind of like that. It's, it kind of looked a little bit like that relationship where you have somebody who is clearly extremely invested in what they look like and their social status and all that. And on the other hand, you kind of just have like a regular person <laughs> trying to have like a regular time, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, I actually have been thinking about this. I think every season there is a couple where the – um, the woman finds her fiance embarrassing. Um, and mm-hmm. like season four, that was Micah and Paul. Um, and I mean, and it's frequently the woman is didn't realize that like the guy is a little dorkier and weirder than she thought. And yeah, the guy's not a jock, basically. That's what's going on. Yeah, and so she's embarrassed when she realizes, like, oh, he's actually going to act like this in public, and he's going to wear clothes that 
don't look good. Um, it's frequently also about the clothes. It's like he wears funny t-shirts or cargo shorts or something. And um, first she tries to get him to change um, his clothes and all of his behavior. And then they never, ever get married. So um, <laughs> Trevor still thinks that his uh, relationship with Chelsea is progressing forward, even though um, it's it feels pretty obvious that like she's invested in Jimmy and is enjoying the attention from Trevor, um, which mm-hmm. is kind of sad. But yeah, then Trevor says, I love you to Chelsea. And she does the thing that is my pet peeve now, which is just um, not giving any hint of whether her reaction is positive or negative. Um, and I get it. It's overwhelming and stuff. But she just says things like, I'm going to throw up. Yeah. And um, I wish. Yeah. I wish you could feel what I like. At least you have to tell him if. It's a good, f- complicated feeling or bad. Like, it's it's unbelievable. It's like multiple minutes that are excruciating because she's not ex- she's not even giving the most basic explanation of like how mm-hmm. how her reaction is, you know. And I just feel like that drives me nuts about her. I feel like Trevor telling Chelsea that he loves her was sad um, (laughs) because of the way she reacted. Like her reaction is always close your face, fall on your knees, like every, whatever happens. And um, yeah, she just like, it was kind of like, didn't even know she was serious about it. Like I, it did not look like she was having the kind of emotions that he was having. And I was sad because Trevor was very, very likable. He's a good guy. Um, And then, um, anyway, Chelsea walks out um, after this, I love you. Um, I do like that he did not expect it back. Um, You know, he wasn't like, there was no pressure or anything. It was just like, he was just. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, he was just like, like listen, I love you. All good. Yeah. Yeah, all good. Just maybe you'll pick me, maybe you won't, but I love you. But like, and, um, like she, she's the only person he's there for. Yeah. And then she's like, I'm just so not used to like guys being nice to me. I'm used to them being mean to me. And yeah. Which is like so sad and revealing because then it's like, so she isn't comfortable with the guy who's nice to her. She's more comfortable with the guy who is less nice. And so the fact that like yeah um talking to Trevor is easy and relaxing and um not stressful is the reason that she's not as interested in him, which I mean, I know that like that's building off of a lot of you know trauma and insecurity and like there's there are reasons that she's like this but um damn <laughs> this does not bode well for 
any yeah, relationships no, free, in free. her future. Like she has to learn to break the cycle. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so we take a little swing now from here to see how Brittany and Ken are lovey-dovey. And then we get to see that Amy is also lovey-dovey with Johnny. Um, so it's pretty clear that those two couples are going to just propose to each other. Um, but then Jessica and Jimmy have a date. And this is the date where Jessica really finds out that Jimmy's really like like she's her doubts start to super creep in um she has written a letter multiple years ago to her future husband that he and this she is wants like this is a read. thing in certain like super christian oh. circles as a child oh. you write a letter to your future spouse my god this is yeah see what if you never get married who do you send that letter to Santa? <laughs> <laughs> like, um, I don't want to like joke about this, but like, what if? Yeah. Um, to me, this is the yeah, thing I the, felt like. Don't let her read this to you if you are not this person. You know, like, yeah, that was it. Was very, very uh, happen unless you're getting engaged. Like that was like, okay, now you yeah, are definitely. And the thing her. was her understanding. I mean, it seemed like her feeling was that, oh, this is definitely happening. Like, how could he choose Chelsea over me? Like, have you looked at me? Have you looked at Chelsea? But obviously, and he's he like, no, I <laughs> he hasn't looked at Chelsea. So no. Um, and his reaction is really not what he's she's expecting. Um, and this is where it becomes clear that you know she is she's pretty mean and controlling but at the same time jimmy is kind of a douchebag for like getting her this far um while not you know not having the feelings that he's he was like not having the feelings that you you would have for someone to like read something so personal from them you know um yeah but that is part of why, like, she should have brought it up earlier because she did put him in a difficult position where he's 27 years old and now out of the blue, he has to figure out, would I be ready to be the parent to a 10 year old? Like, yeah, that's a very different life than anything he has lived. And he doesn't have a lot of time to think about it. And he really is trying to be open about it and i think that is part of why he does end up leading her on too long but maybe he would have been able to figure that out more quickly if he had known sooner yeah but he uh yeah so we um (laughs) jessica knows that the clock is ticking now which is kind of yeah i mean you kind of want her to like get out of there because you're starting to feel like things are gonna go south but mm. Um, yeah, so she kind of gets more intense, like the more he is backing away, the more she is coming towards him, you know, like she's sort of playing all of her cards. And once again, I, I think like this has probably worked for her in person when like being really forward and um going for what she wants has worked for her when she gets to 
um, use her looks and charisma and everything. But when you're just a person, like, he doesn't know yet, and now you're putting a lot of pressure on him in a very intense way, that's just not going to work. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's so weird. It's really, really weird. And then um, all Chelsea has to do is uh, make him feel good about himself and be easy. That's literally like... Yeah, just- yeah, yeah. Chelsea and Jimmy have like nothing in common. They don't want to do like there's there's really no anything there except that Chelsea just tells him whatever he wants to hear, and he's like, yeah, sure, yeah. Of course, she validates him all the time, laughs at all of his jokes. Yeah, and that's something that fucking I fucking hate with the next couple, like with Ad and Clay, because one of the things that Clay keeps saying is that she validates him, and any. Yeah. Like, how do you not see that that's not about her, but about you? Like, that's just, yeah. Um, well, Clay, ev- Clay and AD- does everything Clay says is about him. And I think he actually thinks that's normal. He doesn't even, like, he doesn't even think that's bad or weird. They meet up in person. He proposes. She says yes. They meet up in person. Um, he's obviously very, very happy. Um, and she, she talks about her body a lot and I, I started to get a little uncomfortable, uncomfortable. Um, yeah, because it, it, yeah, it starts to get a little uncomfortable. He's like, Oh yeah. Even she has a nice face, but like an amazing body. And you're like, did you just say that her face is not as amazing as her body? You know, like you just, you, uh, and I think anyway, in part um, he like jumps to sexualizing and objectifying her because they really don't have any chemistry. Yeah. No, it's incredible how quickly he just goes to sexualizing her. And and this is something this is a recurring theme. This isn't he's not the only one. Like the way that her body is not respected and her space is not respected really infuriates me. It really really infuriated me. Yeah, um, she's objectified a lot, and there is lot. pressure on yeah. her to like be chill and easygoing. Um, that's really unreasonable, and it's impossible not to, you know, see that that is connected to the fact that she's the only black woman in the like final cast, and she's the person yeah. who is constantly yeah. having her body commented on, and um, as if like it's on display for everyone when it's like that's her personal private body <laughs> like jesus yeah 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 please please for some show some respect um and um laura basically figures it out laura hears about chelsea and trevor talking and it seems like trevor sorry chelsea and jimmy talking it seems like jimmy's going to go for chelsea so jessica comes to the uh, sorry jessica's just sitting there and laura comes to jessica and says babe you need to you need to go like there's nothing left here you need to go that's you not your man yourself. you need to leave that's not your trust you need to leave uh trust me and yeah, but obviously think? jessica doesn't huh what did you think about this i honestly for me it was like 
I would have done this for somebody if I knew just to warn them because you don't want someone to know in there. Um, yeah, I would have, I would have done that. And she obviously, I mean, they're going to get a meeting together because, you know, television drama, we need to see this. Um, and the whole time that Jessica and Jimmy were having that conversation where Jessica is like, uh, he is dumping Jessica. He looked like a tomato. He was so, so flustered the whole time. Yeah, I mean, she's a stressful person to break up with, for sure. What? I said she's a stressful person to break up with. Um, Super entertaining to watch it, though. But my my issue with the Laura thing was, like, she wouldn't tell Jessica why and just kept saying, like, trust me. And it would have been as simple as saying, like, Jimmy told Chelsea he loves her. Like, that's... yeah. Uh, like it but got she to the didn't point where like, like I don't know that this is just for one. Jessica. I it started to feel like it was like a a little bit of wanting to be the center of attention, stir up some drama. Like, yeah, yeah, she does stir up some drama later in a she very does disrespectful way several times. So I do think she's like a little bit of just a a shit stirrer, you know? Yeah, yeah, and so. Jessica and Jimmy end it, but not before Jessica tries to make him feel horrible about it. Um, and then f- before she walks out, she tells him, "You're gonna be, you're gonna be so fuck, you're gonna so fucking regret it." <laughs> you find out basically what I look like. She basically tells when him when you that, realize what you I'm so fucking out, hot. That when you're she- gonna fucking choke. Yeah. You're gonna need your epipen to open up you're your airways. It's Ooh. A That's wild literally what she said. Speech. I mean, it's wild. Yeah, it was so. It was wild too because, like, half of what she said, I felt like she um had a valid point, and half of what she said was like so unbelievably toxic. Um, and I would, yeah, like, I don't think that what I don't think she was demonstrating. Uh, healthy dating behaviors but i thought it was wildly entertaining tv and so like i loved it for that yeah yeah, like, yeah yeah wow like, this us people who knew what, what both tackling. of them look like yeah but yeah the whole like you ruined this for me um yeah that i don't i did not like that because like yeah. That entitlement. I mean, what do you mean? So is is that should what is should Trevor say that to Chelsea? Like that would be horrible. Like no. And she was like, I was supposed to and, come here yeah. and meet someone, and like it definitely was like I'm yeah. one of the people who was supposed to find somebody yeah. here, um, and yeah. because I'm hot, you know, like <laughs> and uh, this is a funny thing. That's the funny thing. People like her is unsure people like her are like why am i not finding someone even though i'm so hot well part of the reason you're not finding someone is because you think you're so hot that you were entitled to that stuff that you don't have to do any of the work like you don't have to be nice you don't have to be anything you just show up yeah you're like a separate category of person and honestly i haven't even really you know at some point about her being hotter than anybody else until they all started talking about it and i was like okay i mean i guess yeah yeah like but there's a lot of pretty girls there 
Yeah, no, no, absolutely. Like, she's not, she's not the prettiest girl there. She's just the most conventionally pretty looking person. Con- you know what I mean? Conventionally look pretty looking person. I mean, like, that's definitely it, what they it, value there. Just, you can see yeah. there are pretty rigid uh, beauty standards that they're all following. And yeah. I and so she's she the seems best at following them. <laughs> She walks out, but Jimmy explains, and, and it seems like Jimmy gets it. Jimmy understands that she's a toxic person. <laughs> he doesn't want to be with someone who talks to him like that. Um, I wish that AD was like that. I wish that AD w- had not gone with Clay after he had talked to her um, Yeah. In, 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 in such a way, with such entitlement. But unfortunately, that was not to be. AD goes with Clay. Because Jimmy um, has had but- the advantage of... Uh, growing up as a straight white man and so he's not used to people talking down to him and um and so he's uh raised to believe that um people shouldn't talk down to you which is true but like most people unfortunately don't um have the luxury of you know growing up that way most people uh, you know particularly women and women of color get the opposite message that like it's okay for people to talk down to you and be condescending and to treat you like shit. And you're supposed to be understanding. And if you're not understanding, you're the problem. Yeah. Yeah. And now we move to Chelsea telling Trevor that she's going to pick Jimmy basically. Um, it's worse before than she makes her it's after it's, it's 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 worse in the sense that Chelsea makes it sound like she's completely torn between Trevor and Jimmy, which is not true. We know that she wants Jimmy more. Um, but yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy tells her that he loves her and she does the exact same thing that Trevor told her. She falls on her knees, holds her mouth, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and so she decides, obviously, to, like, break things off with uh, our friend Trevor. And I just, I kind of fast forward through that. Okay, so it's it. after she is engaged to Jimmy. She accepts a proposal from Jimmy. Yeah. And then meets with Trevor mm-hmm. and doesn't tell him that. Which I was just like, that should be basically the first thing out of your mouth is that like you're engaged to somebody else now. Um, And instead she says things like, I just can't give you all of me right now. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Um, yeah. You, first of all, don't, don't use these like meaningless platitudes. It's not what it is. You chose somebody else, but also why are you saying like right now? And like all of me, you maybe later if you're in a polyamorous relationship. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, I love the way that he handled it because that oh, no. is. He was such a. He was a king. Well, he was a king. Like, that's he how I. You were a king. That's how I look at, you know, breakups and. Um, <laughs> sorry, Otis is barking. Yeah. But. Um, I can hear him. And like, on. what people frequently don't understand <laughs> is that. That sort of like magnanimous response, it's not just for the other person and it's not like putting yourself down. It's 
so much more peaceful to see things that way than to be angry at the other person. And it's also just more like it's more true. And like you can't love everyone the most. Not everyone's going to love you the most. Like it's somebody being in love with somebody else isn't a reflection on you. It's not about you weren't enough or anything like that. It's just that they're in love with someone and you will be in love with someone else. Like (laughs) just, I, it bugs me how much like people kind of look for the way to interpret things to hurt their feelings the most a lot of the time when it comes to breakups. And so the way Trevor handled it, where he was just like honest about the fact that he had cared about her and it hurt, Mm -hmm. but she shouldn't feel bad and she didn't do anything wrong. Um, Which I do think she did something wrong by not immediately telling him that she was engaged, but it's true that she didn't do anything wrong by picking somebody else, by loving someone else, by um, getting engaged to someone else. Like that. And I think that's an important thing for people to understand because for some reason, like frequently people act like um, someone has wronged you by loving somebody else. I'm like, that's, that's just, they're not hurting you by loving someone else. You are hurting yourself by seeing it that way. And so, you know, Trevor probably, um, had a much easier time healing from this than yeah yeah people who left yeah that was angry that, that's and- probably what I thought yeah and when he watched the show he was probably like did I dodge a bullet bro yeah yeah um although this is wild so I saw him on TikTok and um it turns out I had no idea but he was getting hate for giving Chelsea the dog collar that said Chelsea on it, um, which I felt like it was very obvious. It was his dog's collar that says Chelsea. Yeah, his yeah, dog's, his name dog's name is, is Chelsea. Chelsea. I'm sorry. But some people interpreted it as he bought her a collar, like without consent um, in uh, BDSM shit. And it was like, like what the Fuck, people will seriously get mad about anything. Like, you can't even, you can't think of all of the things that people will get mad about. And, um, yeah, and it turns out, actually, his dog Chelsea died while he was on the show. So, yeah, he's basically like, so, thanks a lot for making that even worse, guys. (laughs) Ah, that's horrible. A good I example of why we should remember that, like we we don't know these people and we don't um, actually know the truth of these situations. Um, no, not at all. And it, we should absolutely not try to like inflict any kind of real world consequences on these people um, when we don't have the information or, or the right. And. So Trevor and him, Trevor and Chelsea are over. And so at this point, we have Jimmy and Amy meeting. 
and immediately Johnny. falling in love Johnny. with each other and just being s- sorry, Johnny, Johnny and, and Amy meet up and they are so into each other, completely in love. Um, like then he does we admit have, like, yeah, he's, I wouldn't have like picked him if I'd met him in person. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I love him. <laughs> yeah. She talks about how, so she's a Latina and she talks about how, um, she just dates men of color. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly, or, you know, and, um, yeah, no, he's a blonde with long hair. Um, and, uh, next we go to Brittany and. I think he's a red Ken. I'm not sure. I didn't see that. I don't know. Controversy. Somebody, but, somebody weigh in. Who's right? So, uh, 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 um, before we get there, we yeah. go there, I say. Jeremy has to break up with Sarah Ann because he's made up his mind. He's going to go with Laura. Yeah. And yeah. And Sarah Ann asks questions about how, like, if there was anything that was different or could have been done. And I was just like, Jeremy, shut your mouth. This is a trap. Anything you say. Why are you asking these questions? There is no answer that can benefit you. There's no yeah. answer that's going to give you the information that you're looking for. There's nothing that you're yeah. is going to like, it's only going to um, make you feel worse and um, be like unhelpful. You know, like there don't ask these questions because also yeah, you didn't have to do anything wrong for somebody to just l- fall in love with someone else. Yeah, 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 that's the thing. <laughs> you have to understand that. You have to understand that people, when people like someone else, it doesn't have to do anything with you. People can like people for reasons that have nothing to do with you. Yeah, but like, what did I do wrong? Like, nothing. Ex- maybe this yeah. right now, you're doing this wrong. Nothing happened. Except so, for, of course, um, if I was Jeremy, I'd be like, um, it was uh, the whole Patriot thing when I found out that you're um, extremely MAGA. That you're a January six. You're a January six fugitive. The first female <laughs> member of the Proud Boys. You know. Oh my god. Um, yeah, he doesn't do it. Um, and then we have one of the most awkward, awkward things that has happened on the show ever. What? Um, we <laughs> we have <laughs> we go to talk about. How Jimmy's talking <laughs> Jimmy's talking about his love <laughs> for Chelsea and there, I took a screenshot of him he's sitting there in a green shirt and he says I've never m- been more sure that Jessica and he suddenly realizes that he says Jessica instead of Chelsea <laughs> and you know that he's still thinking about Chelsea sorry Jessica even though he has proposed to Chelsea. Who knows? Like, sometimes I use the wrong name. You use the wrong name for people all the time, you know? Because I have to be like, is this who you're trying to talk about? I I think it was just a slip of the tongue, but it was funny. Yeah. um, (laughs) Jeremy proposes to Laura, who... And and this is the moment where I was like, my God, these people have waited their entire lives to hear someone tell them, ask them if they want to get, if they would marry them. And it was, I was like, wow, that's not something that I've waited all my life for. <laughs> Thank God. 
Um, but now we have Jeremy and Laura also play, uh, paired up with um, Johnny and Amy. And to me, Jeremy, and, uh, his tone doesn't match his words. Like, he says that he's happy and he doesn't sound happy. And that was actually helpful for me because it helped me understand why um, people say that sometimes about autistic people. That, like, um, our tone doesn't match or we're using tone wrong um because i think in the past i've just been like well cl- clearly we are we're just using it differently communicating differently but then watching jeremy i was genuinely confused because i was like he sounds mad but he's saying that he's happy and then he's acting like he's happy um but his to me his tone does not match um like what his mood is like or, you know, at least I am in- incapable of interpreting it correctly. Because I guess, you know, um, Laura didn't have a problem. She 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 understood. He no, was no Laura's river. She's like, yes, yes, of course. I'd love to. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> but they're engaged. And then um, Jimmy goes to meet Chelsea. And things, on the one hand, things go great. Also, the other, they this, don't. So, yeah, this this takes us to what honestly I think has been like the most scandalous thing to come out of the show, at least as far as like what's mm-hmm. gone viral, is um, Chelsea saying that other people think she looks like Megan Fox, and yeah, people are very divided on like what her intention was with this what mm. i know you I mean, it's you, pretty clear he wants to him to think that she kind of looks like megan fox yeah I mean, as makes, in she's hot yeah he takes it way and here's too literally the here's the here's the thing here's the thing there are angles at which she does look very slightly like megan fox's relative it's like true. She looks there like are she, angles, yeah. Like from certain angles, you can say that she looks a little bit like Megan Fox. That's not a lie. Um, the problem is that in other ways, she's completely not like Megan Fox. So in some ways, uh, she's just, yeah, like her hair is absolutely not like Megan Fox. Uh, the shape or overall sh- face shape is not like Megan Fox. Her lips look a little like Megan Fox and so do her eyes. And that like, if you focus on those, there's like instances where you're like, hmm, oh, Megan Fox, you were, you shared genes somewhere. Um, but she made the, the mistake of setting the up. expectations way too yeah, high. Yeah, and Jimmy, Jimmy actually said it. In the in the in the little cutout that she had told him that she looks like Megan Fox, but that was a lie. Like she literally, he literally says that that was a lie. Like he's upset about it, and she brings that up multiple times. She brings up her looks multiple times. Like yeah, I I'm hot. Well, I, I thought hot. it was more so fucked up of Jimmy times. to like make such a big deal out of it. Like yeah, the fact that Jimmy made a huge deal out of it. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Jimmy rubs me the wrong way. But, like, you should just not be telling people what you look like on on in a show that is about about your personality. 
Like yeah. you should just not yeah. be. And if you have, then, you know, you should be prepared for people to be dicks because <laughs> like, that's what people do. Like they will cling on to the smallest thing. And so his, instead of saying, you know, instead of saying that he doesn't like her or whatever for personality reasons, oh, he brings up the Megan Fox thing. Um, but yeah, from certain, certain angles, she has a res- slight resemblance to Megan Fox. So I'll admit, um, I was interpreting it too literally at first, where like I did not see it as like she was trying to make him think that she, <laughs> she looked like Megan Fox because it looked to me like it was like um, coming out of one of those like list of questions to ask or something. Um, mm-hmm. And then she says like, I don't see it. Um, and it's just having dark hair and light eyes, but other people um, say this, but I don't see it. And so I felt like at first when people were like, oh, she lied saying that she looks like Megan Fox. I was like, but she didn't say that. But now that, I don't know, getting to like know more about Chelsea and also having enough holistic people <laughs> sort of explain what they thought she was doing, um, I do think, yeah, probably – uh, I was being a little naive and she was uh, making a calculated move to. I love that making a calculated move. Yeah. Um, but I do think that's a bad, it's a bad idea because like my, my fear. Well, like when I used to use like dating apps and stuff, I always put like, average pictures of myself um because i did Same. not yeah ever thing. want to meet someone and i can see in their eyes that they're disappointed i was like i'm yeah, I, never gonna put up a picture me. that might be hotter than i am in real life and so then people would constantly I'm, be yeah. like whoa actually you're better looking than your pictures and they'd be surprised um yeah people always tell me much look better, better than the other pictures. way around yeah same thing. I just, I cannot, I cannot do that. And going so far as to tell someone that you, you know, if you look like Megan Fox, like, come on, you know that Megan Fox is like the beauty standard for white men. Also, um, it was weird like, that she said uh, MGK's wife, uh, like, as if she didn't know Megan Fox's name. That's, come hmm. on. Like, I think... That was the the little detail that did convince me that I was like, oh, this is yeah, no, she did this on purpose. Like it's too. Yeah. Oh, I'm not even. I don't. I'm not even. You know, saying that I I, I look like her. I, I can't even remember her name. I mean, <laughs> like I mean, listen, there are certain angles. You, she looks like Megan Fox. There are certain angles that she looks like the mutant lady from Total Recall 1990 by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay, she, <laughs> so. There are angles and there are angles. Um, Actually, there but, is an angle that she looks like uh, the mayor from A Nightmare Before Christmas, the frowny side of the face. The way she parts her hair, she has like two faces. Like I, one Sometimes side she looks just like, is really, really frowny, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. The frowny face. Oh, God. Her frown, she has like no way of hiding that frowny face in it. 
yeah. So at this point, we have uh, almost everyone having met except Brittany and hold on. I want to talk a little bit more Olsen. about their meeting, um, uh, Chelsea and Jimmy, because I think it is like Hall okay. of Fame bad, like almost up there with fame. Zach and Arena. Wow. Um, it's so awkward. It's painful. And then they have to sit down too. Yeah. And then Jimmy <laughs> he has to say, let's go sit down. <laughs> well, then he starts saying stuff about how, you know, he almost left and this is all really overwhelming. And he's using this tone that like he's giving a breakup speech. I was like, is he about to break yeah. up with her at their meeting? Because that would be a record. Um, and yeah. I think you can see it on Chelsea's face that she's also like, what the fuck is happening? Um, and yeah. that he doesn't, you know, he says like, oh, I'm really happy. I'm with you. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad I chose you. Um, but I think that was him like laying um, the groundwork, the groundwork to break up with her because he knew immediately like, no. And I, I mean, I, I, <laughs> I feel like, first of all, I mean, Jimmy is just not, like, not a particularly good-looking person. So, like, um, to think that Chelsea just not good-looking enough for him, that's uh, nuts. But I, I think it is more than that. You can see, like, they just uh, are super – they're not – they're just not a good match. Like, they're fucking weird together. Yeah. Um, You're like, why are they even together? And it like it was totally um, foreseeable because the like the reason basically that she chose Trevor, I mean that she chose Jimmy over Trevor, is because with Jimmy, like Jimmy made her nervous. She got the butterflies, um, and that she wasn't like it wasn't easy and comfortable. And I don't know that she thought about like what that's gonna actually be like in in person face yeah. to face and so she was really awkward and uncomfortable uh and yeah there's there's just like no bond between them and it's pretty harsh i do feel like he could have tried harder just to like be nicer um he even like makes some faces when she hugs him where he's just like over her shoulder <laughs> looking off into the distance like kill me now and like whoa man come on you can at least pretend to like her just for now um, yeah like there were people i read comments from people who were like we had secondhand embarrassment from the reveal oh yeah oh yeah it's yeah it's painful and the way the way she's running too like like I, a t-rex <laughs> even also just like uh it means something. She says like a T-Rex, by the way. walks or runs to who? It really does. Um, I actually feel like it, that would be an interesting little study to do. I want to <laughs> rewatch every single meeting and see if you can um, determine whether or not they'll get married by uh, whether or not they run to each other. Because I think, I think like that would, there would be a statistically significant correlation. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, it was not a. It, it, Do not run to him. I don't know. 
he has to run to you or you have to walk to each other. And that's, those are the only options. Yeah. It's, it's not a, I mean, (laughs) I want to see the future adventures, but one of the comments that I saw on her Instagram was like, come on y'all. Like, it's not like Jimmy is some dreamy guy. He's like a a three. And (laughs) he kind of, that's the thing too. Like, (laughs) come on. You think she wasn't disappointed when she saw you? Yeah, and there was no way that she was not – she was – like, anyone who sees you will be disappointed. And then later on, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm I'm built. And, like, he takes off his shirt. And, like, he's not – like, he doesn't have abs or anything. He's just, you know, regular body. And, yeah, you know, I don't think um, – I actually realized at one point um, – I was – because I was like, why is Jessica so into this guy? And I felt like the second she saw him, she would not feel this way. And no, then no, 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 no. I, I kind of just closed my eyes and listened to his voice. And if you listen to his voice, he sounds like this, like, classic, you know, Bluff. Texas boy with, like, who's yeah, somebody with a big mustache. and a belt buckle and, you know. And that's what his voice sounds like. And, like, oh, they're imagining, like, this typical manly man you know and he's not that but his voice does sound like it and i i feel like yeah that's that's a thing honestly that's like a pattern on this show where guys are really obvious um about being disappointed in like what a girl looks like and the girls are so fucking kind to, to the guys who are frequently not good looking at all. Like you think of like she didn't have to overlook some of your flaws. I'm like, Jimmy, you're balding, you know, like you don't, you can't. Your be foreheads are both about the same size. Okay. You both have the same size forehead and your hair is thinning. Like your hair is actively leaving your body. Yeah. So maybe, like, maybe be kinder to other humans. Like when I see someone, this is the thing. Like when I see someone, before I judge their posture, I look at my posture. Before I judge their eyes, I judge mine. Before I judge my teeth, their teeth, I judge mine. Because you, other, if you don't have any self-reflection, other people do. And the rest of us get embarrassment from this even if you are not embarrassed by the fact um honestly that's part of why i don't judge chelsea too much for making because she makes really like weird and unflattering faces and i know that i um also do because anytime i've seen like video of me where i didn't realize i was being filmed or i just um i was focusing on something else i'm like what the fuck is my face doing um so, yeah, I, I do – I want to give some grace to the people who have, you know, make weird facial expressions because, God, I can't imagine how many unflattering faces a reality TV camera would be able to capture from me. Yeah. But she does have a lot of frowny, frowny face going on, so. She does. She does. Um, and, you know, there is a correlation to – she's frequently a frowny, frowny person. But in – at this point, I was totally like on her side and you know, Team Chelsea and not Jimmy because he I thought he was being a dick pretty much. Um and there's no way she like couldn't be insecure 
when it's very obvious, like his vibes are off, you know? Um, yeah. But then the, yeah, she goes downhill for me. All right. Um, let's talk about Kenneth and Brittany's meeting. So I was looking forward to this one because a lot of the time I feel like I can accurately guess how it's going to go. Um, but I couldn't really see these two together. And yet I also felt like they could really work. Um, and I felt like they're both cute and like I could see the vibes, you know, being on, but like I just wasn't, you know, I wasn't totally sure. Will they be attracted to each other? Um, and I guess I, <laughs> I think long term they weren't totally sure, but also like Jesus mm. people are just um like they don't make sense to me, you know. So mm. like it seems I think one of the me, things that what? I mean there is this so one of the things that I see with people who say that they want to have a traditional marriage or who are religious. Much of it has to do with we don't have to be initially attracted to each other. We need to have a foundation of belief, a, a similar belief system in the religion that we're following. Um, and then love comes after, basically, as you live together and spend time together and appreciate each other. Yeah, I guess that's one possibility. Um, I think one reason I felt like this could work um, and that – like I could see like their Christianity uh, working in their favor is because yeah, um, um, the first thing is shared general like morals and worldview mm -hmm. and stuff, and um, that's important. And then, um, uh, if you are really opposed to divorce, you're just more likely to like w work through the hard times, you know, and. Um, I feel like yeah. a lot of – I don't know that there's really a correlation between, like, how long you date or when you get married or anything and um, how long you end up staying married, how successful your marriage is. Um, the biggest thing is just do you just keep trying? Do you just, like, uh, mm -hmm. keep doing it? And there are a fair amount – of, you know, devoted Christians who they get married to somebody at 18 because they're attracted to each other. Um, but then they just choose to make it work throughout their lives. And so I feel like that's a, a totally legit way to go if that's, you know, if that's what's really important to you. Um, I, I can respect that. I mean, I'm personally not anti-divorce in any, any way. <laughs> um I don't see anything wrong with divorce, except for that, you know, of course it is difficult and painful, but like morally, no. Um, but yeah, so I felt like maybe they're similar, like uh, they're coming from a similar place and they want to build to a similar thing and they'll, they'll both just uh, keep working for it every day. And that's really the biggest thing a lot of the time. So we see them meet, and it's like, I feel like it's, um, it's okay. If it's like, 
they could build on this, but it's definitely not like an immediate spark. And also, he looks better with his hair down. When he was putting it up, I was like, no, put it down. Yeah, yeah. No, she's just, she's a very nondescript white person. And <laughs> like, what do you want me to say about her? She's very, like, I don't know. They're into each other. Um, but I'm just, I'm not sure that there's something long term here. And there are some really dangerous red flags that I later on see uh, that we're getting into um, once we get to the party. Okay. Uh, yeah, well, we're pretty much done with the pods. Like, after- let's, let's head to the party. Let's head to the party. Well, first, first they have their, you know, um, just their dates as couples. And they have some time alone. Ooh. But I feel like let's and, just go right to the Brittany DR. And Brittany and Kenneth in the DR. Um, yeah, because I have thoughts, but what are, what are yours? I I don't know. I think my thoughts, the fact that they were like just, they were negotiating everything just according to how their beliefs work. Like, we're not going to have sex. It's going to be just, you know, we're going to be in bed. <laughs> it was all... I don't know. I mean, I felt like, okay, well, I mean, if this is what you want, you're having it. No judgments and no, you know, no criticism. What about you? Um, well, I did think, ooh, is this going to be the first couple to break um, my so far undefeated rule that um, every couple on Love is Blind who says that they're not having sex, but it's actually totally a good thing and it's going to be great for their relationship? They don't get married. Yeah. So I'm like, will they be the oh exception? Maybe. You know who you know who started this? Who? It was Kenny. Yeah. Yeah. Kenny and Kelly, because Kelly was trying to pretend Season that she one. was attracted to Kenny until the very yeah, end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Season one, Kelly and Kenny don't have sex. They're having a great time, but it's really because Kelly doesn't really she's not a try she she has well we're not gonna get into that that's season one <laughs> yeah. go watch it kelly and kenny we have had we have episodes about season one of love is blind up on our podcast our patreon um, which you could access by by signing up to our patreon um but i kind of want to get into all right so, so your thoughts for this is this is gonna happen they they're not gonna have sex but this will happen well i definitely i feel like um, in their first meeting, I didn't necessarily see a strong spark, but then I saw it develop in Brittany. Like, with pretty soon in the DR, the way she's looking at him is like, oh, it's it's full on. Like, she is into him. Um, it just needed a moment to, like, grow. But in her, it definitely has. Um, it's... It's harder to like, yeah. There's, I don't know. It's it's hard for me to even like separate how he's acting then from how he acts later. So, <laughs> um, I can't really even. I don't know. I feel like I could see though at this point, she, it, she is in it, and um, any like, uh, unsure. <laughs> unsureness about like them having a spark or something i felt i feel like from her side it was gone because i don't know there's like a certain sparkle in your eye when you look at somebody that you are just crazy about and that's what she how she was looking at him 
Um, and I don't know that he was looking at her that way, but he had he had topped such a good game that I, you know it felt like, yeah, it felt like yeah. Well, maybe this is just how Christians are. You know, they're just going to Christian it up. Um, and I do think it's good to like talk through you your um, desires and your boundaries and all of that. You know, like I do think that's healthy. Um, so I could like, I don't, I don't really enjoy like a whole bunch of Jesus-y talking and I don't really get like what it does for people. Um, but I do feel like they seem to embrace it in a very similar way. Um, and so I was like, okay, well, it seems like, seems like that could work for them. Um, but yeah, it's, I don't know, it, 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 I guess, yeah, we do have to get to the party, don't we? Cause. We do. There's a lot in the party that can, there's a lot that only makes sense once you get to the party. Cause like when they show up to the party, the beginning of the party, he is, uh, it's so attentive to her that like other girls are calling it out where they're like, wow, basically he's like the perfect boyfriend. And uh, they do seem like they're doing great, but it shifts at the party. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, so we are at the party. It's a pool party, obviously. Um, and people show up looking hot and cute. And um, the white people and- are all very sunburned. <laughs> Yeah, and, and and very quickly, I'm very uncomfortable with everyone's attention to um to uh what's her face to her 80? body to AD's body. Yeah, yeah, it's just very uncomfortable how everyone is just like eyeing her up, sizing her up, commenting over and over again, and you're like, okay, we get it. She has a hot body; it's great, but like, you don't have to be fixating on her. She's not like an object; she's a human being <laughs> standing over here. You know? Yeah. Um, Jimmy and it. He says that she's like stacked like a bookshelf or something, and yeah, Chelsea um, immediately yeah. is so weird about it because uh, she's definitely not comfortable with it, but she is trying to be the cool girl who is chill and is comfortable with it. So she like overdoes it like yeah of course you can say stuff like that because she is damn ad um and then it's super awkward and um and jimmy is like unhappy that uh he didn't intend for like ad to hear that which i feel like don't say things about people yeah. that you don't intend them to yeah hear. like you should not be yeah um i yeah, thought that yeah. was just inappropriate all around but uh i don't know chelsea's reaction to it it's just so telling of like how she ends up acting from there on out um and ad is yeah she's just put in a position where she has to be Totally cool with it. Yeah, of course. You guys can Yeah, it's just the level of microaggressions is is so so grating. Yeah. And then yeah. um <laughs> Chelsea is super jealous. Um and cannot, yeah. Uh and Jimmy goes up to talk to AD. And I do think he was trying to smooth it over because like it got weird. Um and so 
I think like his intention was to be like, hey, kind of, that was weird. Sorry about that. I w- didn't, you know, I meant it as a joke or whatever. And it it does seem like, like they smooth things over. It mostly seemed to me, though, like um, he was r- really excited to talk to her and he was standing too close to her and she was being nice and humoring him, you know? Um, I yeah. Some people thought that, like, she was flirting with him and I don't think that's true at all. I do think he was standing too close to her. <laughs> um and that like yeah he clearly has like what I would be upset with him about if I was Chelsea is that um he is inappropriate with <laughs> women. Um and that would be such a red flag because like if he's doing that right now, he's going to do that everywhere you go for the rest of your lives. Um, yeah, yeah. He's going to be the guy who's, you know, leaning in, standing a foot away from a woman. Like, that uh, is really worrisome. But uh, Chelsea decides that this is just, like, him flirting and it's disrespectful and she's jealous and she's crying. But, like, she doesn't. At any time, she could go up and just, like, join the conversation or, like, pull Jimmy away, but she doesn't. Um, And then she acts like it's Jimmy's fault that he didn't realize that she was feeling this way, but, like, she didn't communicate it at all. And that that just really frustrated me because uh, you're an adult. Like, go up and... If like if you want, if you don't like this conversation that's happening, like do something about it instead of uh, watching from several feet away and collecting grievances to air later. You know. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, so we <laughs> we can continue down the bowels of the party. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and it seems like everyone's kind of cool with everyone else because one of the things that didn't happen was the people that are, like, none of the, uh, whatchamacallit, um, the love triangles made it up to the yeah. the, the party. So the love triangle of AD and Clay, Matthew is in there. Uh, the love triangle of uh, Laura and um, Jeremy, Sarah Ann is in there. Uh, there was no love triangle for Brittany <laughs> and Kenneth. Uh, and, and in case of, um, what is his face? Jimmy and uh, Jessica's not there for Jimmy and Chelsea. Yeah. And um, so so we're there. We're like the people that... Like, yeah, all, it's pretty much everyone is, free of like inappropriate sexual tension, which is rare for these parties. <laughs> which is supposed to be. But it's not. Like there's sexual tension. There's weird sexual tension going on. There's weirdness. There's this feeling of weirdness until um, we find out that Laura has told Jeremy that he could bean dip. He should bean dip um, AD. And would you explain what bean dip is? <laughs> well, I guess first of all, um, I would just <laughs> say that I don't think he knew what it was when he brought it up. because Yeah, I don't think he knew what was going on. Yeah. Poor guy. He says, um, 
Laura, because he's just meeting AD, and so he's, and he knows Laura and AD are friends, so he's trying to form a connection. And so he's like, oh, Laura, you know, I know that you guys are, are close. She was telling me that I should bring up bean dip and you would know what that is. And mm-hmm. um, it's clear, yes, AD knows what it is. It turns out it's scooping somebody's titty with two fingers, like the way that you would scoop some fingers into bean dip, um, which who would put their fingers into bean dip? I don't know, but apparently it's the same kind of person who would flick somebody's tit. Um, And then uh, Jeremy is embarrassed um, and Laura comes over and she makes it a lot worse because she basically is like mad at Jeremy. And I felt like she set him up to fail and then came over and joined in on um, castigating him. It's like he d- didn't know what it meant. You told him to, like, you are the one who said it. And she's like, it was a joke. You weren't supposed to say it aloud, which again is like, why are you saying things about people if you don't? If like they shouldn't hear it, you know, um, I don't think that's yeah. a good defense is like, I meant to say that behind her back. That's fucking weird. Um, yeah. Why would you, why would like, I just, yeah. And the, then everyone's the mad at him and he is so miserable. Um, yeah. And he just, he's like, I just want to go home. Yeah. And it's treated like a big overreaction, but honestly I get it. Like you show up somewhere, the person that you love has set you up for this like public humiliation and now everyone there is mad at you that's a Mm -hmm. neurodivergent person's fucking nightmare yeah i would just be like all right i think i I would want to go home too (laughs) yeah anyone would want to go home yeah so I mean, anyone who's, yeah, anyone who's neurodivergent. Yeah, um, and especially anyone who just, like, likes to uh, dissociate and flee, you know. Um, I just want to be far away from those people and then never talk to them ever again. Uh, <laughs> um, and then, uh, I guess, should we get to AD talking to... Um. Ken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about AD talking to Ken because AD and Clay, the black people, the black couple, take that dude, take him to the side, and they start talking to him about, okay, all right, so you want to have children, right? Um, and was she Clay is part white, of that like conversation? A, I don't remember AD. I think Clay was close enough. Hmm. I think Clay was around, if not there, but like they were. Yeah, they, I, mean, I think he was just kind of around him. a lot, but I don't think he was necessarily. Yeah, yeah. And and tied to this, there's something else that I want to talk about. So, like, as he t- she talks to him about how, um, like, how to, um, like, is she going to be able to like raise black kids? Basically, Ad is talking to Ken, learn. asking, "Is Brittany yeah. going to be able to?" Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what she's saying. Just to clarify. Um, and yeah, in that conversation, I was like, I don't know. I don't know what to say about this because, you know, it's a very specific cultural 
context and given that we're in North Carolina, like, yeah, that's a that's a question. Um, I thought it was and absolutely a good question. It was like totally legit. Yeah, yeah. The kind of thing that like um, a friend should bring up and not honestly, like not just for Kenneth's sake, but also for Brittany's sake, because um, yeah, like these things are going to come up forever for the rest of their lives. So they also should come up now. Um, and I, it made me think about, uh, shit, the actress who plays Meredith Grey on Grey's Anatomy, um, Ellen Pompeo. I, I, rem- I remember like a couple of years ago, she s- said something, she did something and got called out for a, like a microaggression or something like, um, I don't remember actually what she did. I just remember her reaction <laughs> was to defend herself because she has been married to a black man for 20 years and yeah. they have black kids. And so and she basically was like trying to claim it as her own identity because she has black kids. And, um, and it was just like proof of why these conversations are so important because a white woman can – um, be a mom to these kids and be married to a man for 20 years and still be getting this shit so fucking wrong. Um, yeah, so I, I thought it was like just a genuinely well-meaning question. And I didn't think it was intended to like manipulate an outcome. But a lot of people did. A lot of people thought like AD was intentionally – messing with Ken and Brittany's relationship. Um, Mm. And I don't know. I did see one TikTok today that was like, uh, this one girl's theory was basically that AD was actually like, AD knew, knew and could tell like Ken is not actually comfortable with having an interracial relationship. And so she brought yeah. it up to basically call him out so he would see, like, you don't even believe in this. And yeah. whether it was intended to change his feelings about Brittany or not, um, it did. It is such a turning point where, like, he feels one way about Brittany before that and one way after. And it's not even based on Brittany like fucking up the answer, which was so surprising. Suddenly, I thought, it's almost like somebody somebody shattered a glass or some shit. I yeah. just I just thought I thought Brittany would, you know, act more like Ellen Pompeo, and um, instead, like she was open and like she is, you know, a a white conservative Christian, so like clunky language, um, and. Sometimes, like, not a complete uh, comprehension of the topics at hand. But it did seem to me like she was not at all um, offended by this, you know, being brought up. She wasn't defensive. um, And she understood why it was important. She had thought about these things before because she's been in relationships with black men before and um 
she was prepared for that conversation. And then Kenneth wasn't. He he wasn't. I guess he hadn't really truly thought about, damn, am I really going to be married to a white woman for like my whole life? And thought through what that yeah, meant. Yeah, yeah. And he has to deal with Yeah, yeah. And then... And then something that really, really bothered me, and I don't know if it bothered you or not, but like when the girls start talking and then Brittany talks about how he's treating her and I was a little cringed out. You know what I mean? Why? She was like, he's just there always for everything. <laughs> like <laughs> when I'm when I'm trying to like get up, he has my my sandals are like right there under my feet. <laughs> I was oh. like, how's the little no, yeah. I didn't take it that way at all because they're commenting on him being attentive. And so she's mm. telling them just how thoughtful he is where like he's always thinking of like what she might want or need next before she even. I don't. Uh, that's kind of weird. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you're, fr- you're just falling in love with somebody. Like, I don't think it's weird that you like are super thoughtful towards that person and you want to be kind to them and make them happy. You know, like, I don't think that's weird. Um, and she was definitely, I think she was just appreciative of it. Um, that's not like the dynamic you have, like (laughs) at the very beginning of your relationship, it's not what your whole relationship is going to be like, you know, there can't be a bathtub Mm. full of roses all the time. In the beginning, being super mushy, over-the-top romantic because you're completely losing your mind for somebody, I think that's um, good, even. Like, it's normal, at the, at the very least. Um, and, and also, I think I was always, like, kind of leaving some room for the fact that they are really Christian and that, and like, eh, that is a thing I don't understand. So there are some things that like come off really like romantic and beautiful to them that come off gross and creepy to me. Um, basically all the gender roles stuff, you know? Um, but I don't know. Uh, Brittany ended up being a lot easier to understand than I thought she was going to be. Like when it really came down to it, she wasn't talking about Jesus all the time. She was a pretty, (laughs) this this sounds terrible, but she's a pretty normal person. Um, And um, yeah, and they had, honestly, they didn't talk about Jesus nearly as much once they got out of the pods. Maybe they should have talked about him more. Maybe they did, and that was just not shown to us. I don't know, but it was shown to us so much in the pods, you know? Maybe it was shown to us to show, to show us that that was their connection, but now that they're out. Well, it was like, hmm. some people are just, they're, Jesus is factors into, like, every other sentence just all the time, and they had seemed like they were like that, you know? And then um, they weren't as much like that. Uh, out in the real world Um, and I think that is yeah it's a way that they had formed their connection and then they didn't have it 
to fall back on. Like maybe, maybe if they were at a church retreat, it would have gone better. Oh my God. Um, also, so for their date, um, this is like the day after I think the party. And so um, it's the peak of like Kenneth just being in his head, kind of rethinking everything about this relationship and Brittany trying not to let that <laughs> affect her and trying to like keep the mood high. Um, they could have gone on like the four wheeler date or something and it would have been fine. Room for room, you don't have to talk to each other. But instead, they're going on a very quiet boat ride. Uh, and it actually amused me because I thought, like, that was at Love is Blind doing actually the closest that they've ever done to a love on the spectrum type scene. Um, hmm. And so they just took out the music and uh, just really emphasized <laughs> the awkwardness. And if they added in the dorky music, then I guess it would be like a love on the spectrum type scene. And I've been asking <laughs> for, you know, these shows to uh, try out each other's format. Um, <laughs> so I, I feel like somewhat I got what I was asking for, where this was a time where they're Congratulations. Like, Look how fucking awkward <laughs> these people are. Um, and yeah, you do not have to be autistic to be awkward on a date. That's clearly. For sure. Um, but then, so, Brittany also brings up a conversation with Kenneth about physical touch. Because um, she clearly, she wants to be more touchy. She wants to cuddle up with him. Um, and she's, because she's still enamored, you know? Um, and... But something for him has definitely already changed. And this is at the point, like, he already at this point starts, uh, you know, it's an overused term, but I think it applies, like, pretty much gaslighting her, being like, oh, I, I am touchy. I, I don't, I thought I might be touching you too much. Um, When, like, no. he barely looks at her and doesn't touch her. And she's the one like attempting to initiate this closeness and he never acknowledges that like she's talking about something real that like he is being distant and she is trying to connect. Um, and I, I, I did find that just really, really too bad because I think you, you can have those like serious conversations and then you can still just have a, a nice, fun, flirty time on the boat together. Like, I've had beautiful, wonderful days with people who it was so clear we would not work out. Honestly, like, sometimes <laughs> really religious people it was like, we are not going to be able to overcome this chasm between us. But just today, let's pretend like we will and just yeah. enjoy <laughs> being together. And um, I think Brittany wanted that, and um, I don't know why. I I would like to know why Kenneth so completely changed his feelings at that point, because it did seem mm. to me, it oh yeah, it did seem to me that like 
he really hadn't thought about the reality of marrying a white woman. And then when he thought about it, he it gave him the ick, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's what it is. Um, and so the party, let's end the party with our favorite couple, Chelsea and Jimmy. Hopefully. Yeah. So <laughs> this fight is so aggravating because uh, Chelsea starts off like she could have a genuine grievance here. Like if it was me, I would talk to Jimmy about like his comment about AD and like make, you know, his, it seems that he has a problem with women's boundaries and stuff like that is the problem. I would want to nip yeah. in the bud, but not Chelsea. She, uh, wants to talk to him about how he made her feel uncomfy. And she is upset that he did not magically intuit every feeling that she was having from across the room. Um, and then fix them without her voicing any uh, of her needs. or <laughs> like, And uh, you can tell he's totally taken aback. Like, he thinks that they've just had a nice time. Um, yeah. And one thing that does really bother me in this conversation is she keeps blaming her feelings on him, which, like, that's not how it works. Like, you made me feel like this. No, he didn't. Um, you are the reason you are feeling like that. Like, he might have, you know, created part of the situation, but, like, he can't make you feel anything. Like, uh, you have to be responsible for your own feelings. And, I don't know, Chelsea's emotional immaturity really just bothers me and, like, freaks me out. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, it, it's funny because <laughs> Frida and I have realized that um, I'm definitely more bothered by Chelsea and she's definitely more bothered by Jimmy. Um, <laughs> I'm and, bothered by both of them, honestly. Yeah, yeah. But like, Chelsea, I really, Chelsea gets under my skin more because she would be completely impossible for me to navigate as an autistic person. Whereas like, Jimmy says things he should not say, but like, um, I know how to interact with that. But Chelsea is like challenging you to play an impossible game where um, she knows all the rules and won't tell you. And then you just keep losing and you don't know why. Like, uh, so she stresses me out specifically because like, she is a nightmare for an autistic person. <laughs> yeah. Just really, really hard to tell what she's thinking or what she wants. But she given fully time. believes that other people should be able to. Yeah. It's like you need to have telepathy, telepathy to, to be in a relationship with her. <laughs> kind of remember that movie, uh, what women want. Shitty movie. Yeah. Um, he kind of, kind of needs someone like that. Just, Yeah. Well, yeah, because also it's like I don't know what she wants out of these conversations either because um, she 
basically does not want to be comforted or valid. Anything you say at this point is wrong. And so, like, Jimmy cannot figure out the right thing to say. I don't know that there is a right thing to say. And at one point, she basically acknowledges that. And is like, I'm just, you did something wrong and I'm upset and you have to take it. And it is like, no, there's no communication happening. She doesn't want anything from you. She wants to punish you and expects you to sit there and accept your punishment. And like, that's fucked. Um, I, I, I do feel like though they are suffering from the love is blind problem of being really drunk and then uh, pushed to have serious conversations on camera <laughs> that night. And like, all of these conversations are like, we should talk about this tomorrow. But they're like, no, it should be now where it can definitely only go bad. What did you think about this uh, this fight? I was, I mean, I feel like Chelsea just as as she drinks more alcohol, <laughs> things get worse and worse. But I don't now, think honestly, Jimmy I don't invested. know that she should be, be like, drinking. I think alcohol I does not bring invested at this point. Yeah. Jimmy is just like uh, he is a completely average, like unexceptional dude. And Yeah. So, kind of like the other dude from the other time who's complaining about makeup. No, basically. that guy was worse. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh my god. Incel, I mean, JP, JP. No, JP, JP was oh worse because also JP was not normal. He was like, yeah, a red pill guy. And Jimmy is just a a guy. Like literally, I think it's even why he became the center of attention is just because he's a blank canvas you can project yourself onto. Hmm. Um, and so is Chelsea. And you can't have two people like that. <laughs> Yeah, because they quickly, they're like, one of them has to be the one reacting and the other one has to be pushing the buttons. But yeah, it's it's like, no matter how many buttons she pushes, he's just like a little, he's like dough, you know, nothing yeah. exciting happens to him. <laughs> and um, so... Uh, so we are at the end of basically this, 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 uh, they're, the the pods and the Dominican Republic, everything is going to be done, and there there is actually the next three episodes. I think a, I I think there's a little bit more Dominican Republic. They're there for like a long time. Right. It's kind of surprising, but um, yeah, there are three episodes. We're going to end it here for this, and uh, Josh is going to go watch them, and then we're going to podcast about them too. Yeah, you've watched them already, right, Erica? I have, yes. They've been out for days. I can't wait that long. Well, I'm watching them tonight, so. Okay, perfect. You can text me all of your thoughts and feelings. Yay! Yay. <laughs> well, all right. thanks so everyone then, I guess I... for listening. We are going to thanks so much. recap the rest of the season. Subscribe. Stick around. 
subscribe to our Patreon. It is Aliens Watching Reality TV, one word. Um, and you can find find us on the podcast app and also on Spotify. If you subscribe to our Patreon account, you get access to exclusive video episodes from uh, exclusive episodes, including video episodes. Um, yeah, about other seasons of love is blind from the past we have a complete love is blind season one we've also done other shows like and we just did love is blind too hot to handle <laughs> we've done perfect match yeah and uh yeah and a few so episodes of we, love on the spectrum because that's all we could and we stopped because fuck that <laughs> um all right so then i guess we will see you next time when we do the other episodes yeah we'll see we'll see you at the altar let's Wonderful say I do. All right. Until death do us part. Ah. <laughs> Amen. Bye. Goodbye. Oh my gosh. Aliens Watching Reality TV is hosted by Erica Heidewald and Josh Sharrier. It's produced and edited by Erica Heidewald. That's me. And our theme song is Just World by Erica Heidewald, which is also me. Available for streaming on iTunes and Spotify. For $5 a month, you can subscribe to our Patreon and get an extra full-length episode of the podcast every week. Right now, we're covering Love is Blind Season 1. We'd love to hear from you. Our social media links are in the episode notes, or you can write to us at alienswatchingrealitytv at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and as always, until death do us part. Amen. Welcome to the world. Let me tell you what I've learned.